0: Game Over featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax and enjoy today's show. <laughs> more ships. Lego and Star Wars join forces for the first time so you can build authentic Lego X-Wings and Y-Wings. Only you can help Luke and the Rebels defeat Darth Vader and his TIE fighter and save the galaxy.
1: You did it! You saved us! Lego Lego Mania!
0: The new Lego Star Wars collection, each set sold separately. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to GeekFest Rants. My name is Carlos Perone, and today, first off, I need to explain a little bit of why it took so long to return for the new episode. I know last time we chatted, it was probably almost three months ago when we did the uh, ILM documentary special, uh, which was fantastic. I love that documentary. But this time around, again, the reason, and I kind of explained a little bit about it. I've been busy with work. And to have a completely ridiculous excuse for a 52, well, a 53-year-old man to have his television. I've been catching up with a lot of shows and as you remember, I, I mentioned this before, you know, I've, I've start watching shows and then halfway through them, I start another show and then halfway through that when I start another show. So now I have a collection of, dare I say, dozens of shows that I'm halfway through and little by little uh, finishing them off. The other thing is that when I watch shows, I don't like to binge on them. I purposely like to do one show per day of its kind. So I might do maybe one or two, I don't know if I can handle three, but they have to be Different. I cannot. I don't like to binge, so that's why it's taking forever. And then I start a new one, and it's it's just a, a spiraling ridiculous scenario. Another excuse that I have, which is another ridiculous excuse, is in my toy room in my office where I record the show. For the last, I don't know how many months now, I had a. Uh, A recliner. I put in a recliner so I can kind of watch TV. I never had a recliner in the office before. There was a TV there, but it was never meant to really function in that manner. (laughs) You know, to be able to kind of like sit down. But anyway, my point is, put in a a little recliner I had. I, I, I kind of slid it into the office. You know, it took up quite a bit of room. And then I kind of upgraded that into a loveseat recliner, which is way, way more comfortable and oh my god i can just watch tv there all day it is a it is <laughs> unbelievable and you know i get home from work we have dinner and then i go straight to the office and put on a show and and there it is i'm done for the night i can watch one or two or If I'm lucky, two and a half or three things, or maybe a movie, I can maybe watch a movie without hopefully falling asleep. But I've been able to catch up on a lot of these shows that I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I have them. I actually had, and I think I have to redraw it again, is a list of all my uncompleted shows and movies that I have. The streaming services are ridiculous. They're just absolutely ridiculous in terms of how much content is out there. But anyway, that's my uh, sorry excuse for, um, you know, taking so much time off and not being able to to do this. I'm coming off a three-day weekend, you know, a holiday weekend, and I had so many ideas of, you know, how much recording I could get done, how much editing I could get done, and I didn't do any of it. Now, granted, I did do a lot of other work, you know, in my defense... There was a lot of home-related things, office-related things, toy-related things, outdoor-related things, uh, fixing things, you know, putting up things that needed to be put up. You know, it was actually busy work. I did not spend three days watching TV, (laughs) as you might think. But for one reason or another, this kind of fell by the wayside, and that's where we are right now. So... Today we are going to go back and talk with a friend of mine who used to co-host the show a long time ago, James, and he is a huge Lego collector, as you might remember from some of our past episodes, and he's going to kind of give us a little bit of the the state of collecting when it comes to Legos, because personally for me, it's diminished quite a bit in terms of, I kind of moved away from Legos, you know, for other things, because you know how it works, uh, you know, you you drop one thing, you pick up another thing. But for him, he's kind of found a way to not only remain in the Lego world of collecting, but alter it in a way that he now collects something associated with Lego that is very creative. And uh, it's a twist, if you will, on the on the Lego collecting scene. One a little note that I like to give everybody a heads up about having to do with this episode, uh, we had a little bit of an audio glitch uh, during the episode whereby you might hear every now and then a keyboard clicks, like clicking sounds, because again, the, we had a recording problem where all of a sudden the audio started to pick up other things that weren't meant to be picked up like keyboard strokes please try to ignore that so anyway let's get started with the state of lego collecting you can collect them all you are a
1: toy is not included
0: just get those wonderful toys details on specially marked packages at participating stores that the $6 million man's boss. It's Oscar Goldman. Why do you have that? That's worth a lot of money. That's much more valuable than Steve Austin. Action figures each sold separately. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Some assembly required.
1: All your favorite Star Wars heroes and villains. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one
0: just in case. All right, our subject today is going to be Legos. We used to be very avid LEGO collectors, at least for my my end of it. James, on the other hand, was way, way, way more into it. And in a way, he's still kind of into it, but in a different manner. You guys remember James? Say hi, James. Hello, hello. James, why don't you tell us a little bit about how LEGO has been going these days? I mean, for me personally, it was usually all Star Wars. I know you went way deeper, you know, with all the different licenses. But for me, it was Star Wars. But I kind of lost... Kind of interest and in track in terms of there used to be more like events where they would announce and unveiled. Here's the next wave of blah, blah, blah. I don't seem to, maybe I'm just not paying attention, but I don't think there's that much fanfare anymore about upcoming next wave of Star Wars Legos. What have you seen?
1: They are still doing that. Wow. To a lesser effect, but it's still because that's the problem. They have branched out to so much, so Star Wars was their biggest thing. So basically, during the 90s, LEGO was making awesome sets, themes, adventurers, undersea stuff, some space stuff. They were making castles, they were making all these pirates. And then people were either aging out or they were losing interest in that, and they took a chance. And I don't know, you know, I don't know the specifics on how it went down they took the star wars license as it approached the prequels and the end of the uh special editions after they came out and in 1999 they said we're gonna make star wars legos and people lost their minds it was fantastic now years later those were pretty raw compared to what they've done now and that's just natural that you know toy lines or anything will evolve and get better as the years go on Mm -hmm. so lego has had star wars 22, 23 years now, and they've only gotten better. Unfortunately, with that, came, I guess, focus away from typical Lego stuff. And not that you can't get regular generic sets or generic pieces anymore. Sure, that's all still there. But Lego, after that, then they took on Harry Potter then they took on Lord of the Rings, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. I mean, uh, Simpsons, Doctor Who,
0: Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Exactly. I at some point I said, if I live long enough, all my dreams will come true in Lego form. Because who would have ever expected Doctor Who to be an official yeah. licensed set? You know, for Lego, the, the, the whole the whole nine yards. They were they made a Tardis, they made the interior, they made the Doctor, blah blah blah. So that's just one example. They did uh, Disney. They did t- a big tie in with Disney before the Star Wars Disney hookup, they had their own line of making Toy Story stuff and Disney princesses and different versions of those and castles and they've made big versions of the castles, small versions of some of the the trains and things like that. Mm -hmm. So put that all together and a giant plus for Lego fans, but also prices went up because you've got to pay for these licenses. I forgot to add in how they did DC and Marvel, including Ugh. some of the best video games that's characters. Right. That's characters. Right. They did the Flintstones at one point. They did Ghostbusters. They did Back to the Future. So all these things have evolved into a real great era for LEGO fans and, I guess, genre fans like ourselves or whatever we call ourselves, dorks. And that's that's been basically what the last 20 years of LEGOs have huh. evolved into. However... In the past few years, it just wasn't enough. And I was able to create these little, I don't know if we'll call it vignettes, scenes or dioramas of Lego, you know, Lego Star Wars mostly. But, you know, I wanted to branch out into other things, things that I loved growing up. And I guess either right before COVID, but especially during COVID, when people had extra time to sit around looking at their computer on what they can buy to get mailed to their house. Because... There wasn't a whole lot of things you could do outside. I really was able to go nuts buying things. And uh, they may or may not be exactly licensed, (laughs) but they are fantastic. And basically what's happened is fans have gone the next step. Lego has this thing. They'll have Lego's ideas. They've evolved that. So you could design something based on whatever it is you love and put it in for people to vote on. If it got enough votes, perhaps they would consider building it. Now, obviously things that the licenses are available or friendly licenses, they would have a lot more chances of getting the official go of it. Uh, one of the earlier ones that everybody went crazy about was a uh, DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future, got an official Lego released through this program. They made a dock, they made a Marty, and then from there it just went crazy. They did the um, Ecto-1, they did, various other different things. I think they did Wally through this, and that's not good enough for me. So there are certain things, as you know, we all have our different niches of what we try to focus on. You can't be a completist anymore. There's just too many things. So I found minifigures to be something that, I, I don't know, some people told me about them. It might have even been you as a an offshoot of some of the things you were Encountering and you're collecting about uh, custom actual Kenner figures or any kind of figures, customs. People were creating their own that had never been made. And I was starting to find people had made different minifigures that would never be even considered uh, for various reasons. You know, me, Lego has also often put out that they don't really care for like really violent stuff, or they, they like it to still have a kid edge to it even though a lot of adult collectors are out there, but they want to be able to still keep a toe in both waters. So if it's like super horror, they might not be as excited about creating it or agreeing to create it if a person put it in, even if it got the required votes. And I was finding minifigures on tons of different stuff. And one of the earlier ones that had always piqued my interest and I saw somebody made it, and I feel like it was around 2018 or so. So let's just say around that's when it really bug bit. And somebody got me a Ferrari Daytona from Miami Vice, Sonny Crockett's car from Miami Vice. And I, I was just thrilled. And then I found that that same person had designed a Testarossa. And now these are about the scale that the, of the cars Legos were making of their... Uh, I think it was called Speed Champion Line, and they were making these cars, and they, they usually fit in one minifigure, and you'd get a minifigure.
0: Were they advertised as Miami Vice, or was the guy just a car guy?
1: This was a guy who loved Legos and loved pop culture, and he was from, I think he was from the Czech Republic or Slovakia or someplace. This particular one guy, who his name is, escapes me, but I actually, you know, c- emailed with him and thanked him for really, you know, his hard work. And he did tons of different stuff, not just Miami Vice.
0: What I'm saying is, was he making the Miami Vice connection or was he selling them because he was just a car nut?
1: No, he was making the Miami Vice. Oh, okay, good, He good. He had done, he had done like various cars. So he did the Magnum car. He did that. He did a okay. couple of Batmobiles. And these were situations where collectors or fans of things like me and you were able to get the, the Lego of so there's some websites that have grown from that that got custom minifigures custom sets custom well these, these some of the sets that were advertised on the Lego site that didn't get enough votes or got enough votes but never got made I, I don't know if it was the ideas were stolen and made or if they were approached and they got a few bucks to give them their ideas and then they were created but various customs in America in China in Europe who loved Legos then turn these sets into viable sets where you could either buy the pieces, which was a lot harder, I found. To go, you could go, there was a website, and you can go in, it's it's since been bought by LEGO, so it's kind of changed, (laughs) but you can go in, and it would tell you, you need these 312 pieces to make this model. You would either do their version of finding them, or you could scour yourself if you had a big LEGO piece collection, and you could build that and get the instructions, so on and so forth. So I started with that with a few things. And man, I couldn't believe how great it was. I got an Enterprise B, which never in a million years is that going to be made in Lego. You know, Even if they made at some point and they got the license, they weren't going to delve into those for quite some time. I got the space battleship Yamato, which is basically Star Blazers to most Americans. I got a spinner, the blue spinner from Blade Runner, and, and again, the Miami Vice cars. And after that, And I'm saying maybe to you, anybody who would listen, I suppose, how do I get these minifigures? And some people were now customizing minifigures, some really showing it on their Flickr or Facebook or whatever, and some actually selling them and creating a business for themselves. And it's not illegal because you're basically taking pieces that are available to anybody. And I guess it's illegal in a sense if you're making money off of a license, but these were, you know, little things. I don't think anybody's really getting crazy yet at that point. And so I got a, uh, a Deckard minifigure, the coat, the long coat I found his somebody made his gun, I found his gun. It really was great. So I had a nice little display with the spinner. Then I found Lego kind of made a guy with a uh, Sunny Crockett kind of rolled up sleeve, white jacket and pink t-shirt. They, they called it a yuppie minifigure. but. I looked at different hair pieces and stuff I said I could turn this into a Sonny. And then it's like, well, I can make my own Rico. So I got a, a character that wore a suit, dark blue pinstripe suit or something. I made it look as Philip Michael Thomas as I could. And then I had my own guys and I'm like, this is fantastic. This is like my dreams come true that I can have these little things in Lego, all the things I like. And I couldn't stop. I went found guys who made Battlestar Galactica minifigures from the new series and some customs of the different ships in smaller and bigger forms. Now, I tried to keep them on smaller scale because, you know, they have to fit on shelves. But there are people who would make $500 sets that had ridiculous thousands of pieces. Like, if they were real Legos, they would easily cost, you know, $1,000. And they were selling them with instructions I couldn't really always go down that road because I didn't have the space for it. Even the giant Millennium Falcon that they made, it was probably one of the best Legos ever made. I haven't built mine yet because I just don't have the space for it. It takes up like a coffee table. So all that being said, I just kept going and going. And every week I'd say, okay, what's out there? What's on? There'd be sites from China who'd be selling them. Sometimes they give a price. Sometimes they make an offer. You could negotiate. If you're buying a bunch of them, you can get. I found everything from Battlestar Galactica, the original series, the Cylon Raider, Buck Rogers. I found the emergency fire trucks. Now that guy, uh-huh. that guy was brilliant. He would make, he must've been a fire fan type of thing. Not that anybody likes fire, but you know what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Guy, you know, guys who loved the emergency and other firemen movies and fans of firemen in general. Well, he would make NYFD trucks and Los Angeles fire department trucks and everything. Well, he made the official looking engine 51 and squad 51 from the show Emergency, whoever remembers that? Well, I couldn't believe my eyes when I found it, and it was such a reasonable price for both of them, and I just scooped them up, and they're gone. I mean, I I don't think he sells them anymore. I don't know if he did it for a little bit as a hobby, and but. I still think he could just keep doing them if he made them. So I said, okay, well, what can I do? I can make a Rory and I can make a, a Johnny Gage minifigure. So I found existing Lego pieces that had like a, it probably was a police officer. They would have a blue shirt with a badge on it and they wore black pants. I'm like, okay, well that's the standard of, you know, uniform that the paramedics and the firemen wore. Well, Maybe I can make the rest of the engine crew too. So I made my own minifigures. Then I think you showed me this of people. I could be wrong. People were making, somehow they were creating them with the actual paint on the, and it looked like professional. It wasn't like, you know, originally things started out, as you know, with the minifigures people take, and with the Kenner figures, people take existing parts, paint over certain things, carve and do stuff now it's somehow either with 3d printing or other kind of molding they're making their own original figures that look just like they could have come from kenner i I know you've bought a number of them as have i so they were really becoming top notch so i bought all the various doctors i started buying other star wars figures that didn't exist somebody made lego started making some of the batman figures they made a set where you can get like the uh, 60s batman Batcave and car and stuff. So those figures, but it's very expensive. So when I bought mine, I didn't want to open it just to take the figures out and display it. So I found a guy, if you can believe this, he was selling all the minifigures. And of course, like I say, they probably were customs or repros or whatever the kids are calling them these days. And I got all the sixties Batman characters, Alfred, you know, Joker. Some people made a few other ones and I was able to get versions of like Egghead, the more obscure characters. So I have this fantastic Batmobile and Batman 60s Batman setup. I've got the movie Batman setups. I eventually got, for instance, the Cantina guys. Now, the original Kenner Cantina was a Sears uh, Book exclusive at the time, and it was the one that you could get Blue Snaggletooth. Well, a guy made customs of all those guys that looked like, you know, a little bit better, but looked like those guys, including a blue snaggletooth and then a red snaggletooth. And I said, come on, how am I not going to have these? And so I've got the cantina guys that I got a were. Somebody was selling that an official one on eBay and I got, so I had my own little cantina guys from the original old school one. They eventually made this giant cantina set. That's fantastic. But again, it's a bigger set. I don't really find I like building those big sets because then you need giant spaces to display them.
0: Have you gone as far as to find people that actually even make the packaging for something like that?
1: Yeah, what happened is I found a guy and, and he disappeared. I don't know if he got tired of it. You, know, you never know what happens if you don't <laughs> contact and chat. I found a guy who made, they're in these acrylic boxes, size appropriate for minifigures, but then they would reproduce the Kenner cards. <laughs> so I had the original 12, I bought all the, what the what we would call the 12-back figures. They made them with the Star Wars logo, the original and Sand People, Jawa, all that, you know. And I have a collection of all those, plus a few other cool ones. I got, I'm going to call them an official, but none of this is official, really, you know, barely. Miami Vice guys. I got football guys. So, like, I like Joe Montana and the 49ers. So, I got Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Steve Young. Then I started getting, guys would put them on these packages that look like what we know as bubble cards, bubble, you know, the bubble carded with a bubble and they would make it a card with a bubble type of thing, or it might've been a clamshell type stuff. Remember how they would make these, uh, bubble card protectors Yeah, yeah. it looked like, you know, you could snap them in and it had the shape of it that would fit almost universal. So guys would make that and sell them online. So you felt like you were getting even something more special. There was a company in England that I love they go nuts and they were making rock characters. They were making uh, you know, Freddie Mercury, The Beatles, Rolling Stones, any anything that hasn't been made available, they were making, plus stuff that was made, some of these sites will customize them even better than what Lego has officially done. You can get characters that are st- they'll charge you you know, you know. Actually, I, it just occurred to me who got me into this was your son because we made a trip oh, one time. Oh yeah! This just occurred to me that we made a trip to a place in some place in New York that he sold baseball cards and sold comics and various things, and he had a, maybe a hundred different characters that yeah, he bought, had I think he bought
0: a, a Red Hulk.
1: They were all customizable at the time. Like hand painted they were very expensive if you think about it they were around you know twenty, thirty dollars each so if you wanted to buy a bunch of them you can get deep into the cost these are now down to three four dollars each <laughs> so just for instance the things that i like growing up i like starsky and hutch uh, there's not a lot of starsky and hutch materials out there they've made the car the red car with the white you know lightning stripe sort of thing on the side but in general you're not going to find figures anymore, you're not going to, they're, they're going to be the old ones that people have either saved or have tried to, you know, redo and, you know, resell them, but there's not new merchandise of Starski Nudge. Well, this year I found the Lego version of the car, I just went through different heads and hair and pieces and guns and pants and what they wore. <laughs> And I made my own Starsky and hutch, and I'm pretty proud of it.
0: Do they make bell bottoms uh, Legos?
1: <laughs> you can imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> um, a guy had made the various different uh, Star Trek crew. This was—it's got an Italian name, so I think I got it through England. But I don't know if it's an Italian designer or da- Italian, you know, collector. And I created my own original crew. With a smaller enterprise, I created another guy had sold some really nice next generation crew, and I found them. And you know sometimes you have to make some changes. So like I didn't like their version of Riker's hair. Riker's hair always seemed a little bit fuller or taller or messier at times. And this one used just a generic ha- hair piece that was like parted on the side. So I created my own, and that's the fun of it. Then there was somebody who made a Spock, I think also from England. It was a Spock from the Rathicon, let's say, the maroon jacket and black pants. And I said to myself, well, I could buy, they didn't make anybody else. I said, well, I could buy like seven Spocks and they must've thought I was crazy or they realized what I was doing. And then I can create my own heads and hairs for the rest of the remaining crew and like obviously different hands for like Uhura and stuff like that. They're all interchangeable. You can just find the ones that you feel are best and hair for Savik and stuff like that. So I created my own Rathacon group of figure, minifigures figures, and uh, I had an enterprise like that. And the funny thing is, when you look at them, there's no way you didn't just buy this as a set, you know, an official set, you know? And the, the downside is sometimes I don't have the ability to do the painting and things, but if you have a color printer, and you have the right base, the right, meaning the the torso and legs, you can create almost anything. And then if you have a color printer and you carefully size it and cut it out the right way from something you found online, either somebody else that's created or as close as you can imagine, I was able to make other figures that were no way ever going to be made. So I made a Star Trek The Motion Picture Kirk in his like gray Admiral's <laughs> outfit. And I had to use, to get that tunic type of top that he wore, I had to find something that somebody had made and print it out on a color printer and cut it and carefully glue it on. And on the shelf, it looks fantastic. I did the same thing with the, I wanted two figures for the space battleship Yamato. And that would have been uh, what Americans is known as uh, Wild Star and, and Nova. It's Yuki and uh, whatever his name is in, in Japanese. I've watched them all, I can't remember everything. Anyway, and I really wanted them. And I saw somebody had made them and I, Tried to contact them and they either they didn't respond or they weren't for sale or something and it was not not anything contentious or anything, but I said, after a while I think I can do this and she wore a yellow jumpsuit he wore like a white uniform, and I blew up the picture I found I sized it I printed it out like three times to get it just right cut it out and now they are on the shelf looking absolutely perfect, Apollo and Starbuck from the original Battlestar Galactica they had a specific brown jacket with like a yellowish uh, top. Same thing. I said, well, I could do this. I'll get the tan pants, I'll get a brown top, and then I'll just cut this out. And it was killing me that I couldn't do that. And then finally, when I was able to, it's like, uh, you know, a light shone through. And then I had my own customs and it was fantastic. Did that with Buck Rogers, did that with a couple other ones. And I know I've been talking nonstop, but it's so exciting when I can do this silliness. And, you know, like, like you've always said, these hobbies, they can drag you in and like like you, you it's a bottomless pit like you just you know spending money they have it's, it's never going to end it's like oh the final edition and then they come out with something the next year or they re- relaunch the thing and you're like ah oh, i got to get that too these these are just so much fun because i feel like i'm kind of contributing to it i'm not just buying something and putting it in a box i'm actually in some cases creating them that they, they don't exist i get an idea look at the picture i say i have this hair like that i can find a lego hair There was another series, and that's the thing, too, other companies have started to create Lego-like pieces, and they're not quite the same size, they're not quite the same anything. There was another group, I think Creo was one of them, Creo was something that made some pieces, and there was another one, they were... very slightly different than Legos, but they were basically like Legos. They did superhero lines, they did, but they had their heads, if you look at the figures, their heads almost look like a barrel or something. Have you remember seeing them? They would be in Toys R Us when Toys R Us still existed, say like in the <laughs> early 2000s. Well, they did a line of Buck Rogers, and I didn't know that at first from what was on the shelf. They definitely did Battlestar Galactica, and then they did a bunch of superheroes. Now, Anything with a human face looks different than minifigures. They're they're a little taller. They're a little blockier. But they were cool for some kids. I'm sure some people or some collectors before they made Lego minifigures. That was the uh, well they made Cylons from the original series and and then eventually both both Battle Stars. And if you remember Battlestar Galactica, the Cylons were supposed to be big and menacing. They were supposed to be taller than humans. So if humans are six foot, they were supposed to be like seven foot or something. Very mechanical. The original ones were very blocky and, you know, they had the, the funny voice. Well, they made versions of them that were just slightly bigger than Legos. Well, those became my Cylons to go with my set. And then the Buck Rogers one, they made tw- it. was like, geez, how am I going to make a tweaky? Now somebody had some ideas on it. it was a different helmet and they, was, they painted it. It was mm. good enough for Lego. but I just wasn't happy with it. Well, I found this thing, this set. and you probably I probably had to pay like 40 bucks because it came with four figures, and the rest of the figures were completely useless to me because they were a different scale. But the Tweaky was basically what Lego would have made if they made a Tweaky. It was smaller than Buck. and I got Buck's um, helmet that he could hold on to. The official style, hell with the lightning bolts on it, or whatever the hell they wore at the time. You know, anybody who's a fan of it remembers. And these have just grown, this collection has just grown to ridiculous lengths.
0: Could the company have been Mini-Mates? mini
1: yeah, I think that's exactly right, yes.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of them right now.
1: And and they, they had an extensive line of superheroes and a lot of different genre things. But again, their scale was different for anything that looked human. But when it came to a thing that was like a robot or a monster or something, that wasn't a head, that was more like a molded helmet that they made special. That they're perfect. They're yeah. perfect to augment the uh, these different displays, and it's just it's just grown from there. It's just so exciting. Sometimes, as silly as this sounds, it's so exciting to have these different characters that you never expect to find. We've made it our our life's mission, I guess, to find the Star Wars holiday special Boba Fett in its in his various different forms, <laughs> and uh, they re-release him every 10 minutes. It seems as a Hasbro figure, well, somebody made a Lego version that looks the right coloring, the cape, same gun, and I feel like all right, I found them. This is this is fantastic, and and they don't. I don't start these purchases with this giant plan. I just think it's a cool thing to have, and I'll put it on a shelf. Maybe I'll put it with a uh, some other Star Wars things, Boba Fett. Then they made the Mandalorian, so you know you have different things. So I made a, a Mandalorian. I got all these customs before they all pop properly came out. I was able to find different versions of customs of Cara Dune or of the, you you had mentioned the one that John Favreau plays. Somebody made a version, a Lego version of that before it became official, and it's like, yeah, I'm getting it. I got to have it, and down the line, so. I've bought cars from South Korea that were Fast and Furious Lego sets that they put out called, I don't know, it started with an S, but they have the, these, they're sort of licensed in other countries that aren't licensed here, you know how that works. So the shape and the, the colors of the cars and the, the markings were officially Look Fast and Furious looking, and the minifigure was like a Lego. I just made some changes and gave them the correct hair or anything like that. So I have those cards. I bought a TIE Bomber. Lego's putting out another TIE Bomber. Every time these companies put out TIE Bombers, they're never accurate. Man, I got this one for $40. It should have probably cost 200 if it was a Lego. (laughs) It is exactly the way the TIE Bombers are supposed to look. And Mad Max, I got that. I got Jaw. My, my, my white whale, pardon the pun. I always wanted the orca in Lego. And I saw a picture of a card, like somebody made like a, a postcard, you know, just like wish you were here. Well, you know, welcome to Amity. And they showed the boat in Lego form and, and stuff like that. And I texted the lady. I said, hey, do you, you know, emailed her. Do you have that boat for sale? She goes, no, just have these pictures. So I bought the pictures anyway, figuring someday and I'll I'll try to attempt it. Well, a few months later I found the boat and it was from China. Somebody had made it. And uh, I think some of these are harder to get now. Some of them have, they're still available on eBay. It just depends, but there's things that I, I don't know how I pounced on it at the right time, but I got it because you can't find them anymore. You just certain things it's like, wow, I can't like, like, I don't know if they got caught, if they got told not to do it, if there was no money in it. So they decided not to continue, but I got smaller scales of things that are you know, shelf appropriate. So the Flintstone set, they made Fred and Barney, Wilma and Betty, but then somebody customized Pebbles and Bam Bam. I said, gotta have them. Then I found a Dino. So now i got a nice little set. Like I said, Mad Max, I, I and then the thing about Jaws and Mad Max and a couple of the Starsky and Hutch and a couple of the Star Wars, they have specific guns that they use, either from the era, or it's well known. Like you know, the Chief Brody shoots a shark with this rifle, or he had his cop gun trying to shoot into the shark. Well, I found, you know, I looked up. Okay, what gun do they use? There's, the internet has everything nowadays. Found the right guns. I found the shotgun that Rico uses and that Mad Max has, uh, sawed-off shotgun. I found custom versions of Star Wars guns and special hilts of lightsabers and stuff. That's a whole thing too. That is a people would make the proper guns for Lego characters, Star Wars specifically, but uh, I guess World War II characters or Vietnam War characters or any of these modern. So it's like if I wanted a 45 long slide with laser sighting, I can go online and find that for a Terminator figure. and it just to no, nobody else sees this stuff. But to me, I feel like, yeah, I went that extra mile, <laughs> and they have their right, they have their right look or their right gun or their right cape.
0: It sounds like uh, similar to what I've been going through with like. I think you mentioned the custom Kenner figures, you know, all these people that are producing all these figures that were never made for the Kenner Star Wars line, they're just doing them themselves in in different manners, whether they're using 3D printers or, or they're actually casting things and molding and sculpting. It's better at times than the, you know, than the official places where they do sell these things. But yeah, the problem is the consistency, you know, the frequency and the fact that they mostly don't have a license and they, they could get shut down, you know, or disappear overnight.
1: What I was finding, and I would take trips to China, not just for Legos because I liked visiting China, but they had, obviously they had some people making sets that used the same artwork. And they would just change the name. So instead of Star Wars, it was Star Plan. And there were companies, one company that I was always talking about, Lapine, Lapine. And it was like funny. People would say the only Chinese word he knows is Lapine. And I would find these sets. And you could basically buy something that was very expensive. For instance, the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon, I think, was $800 here, $799 when it first came out a few years ago, that giant Millennium Falcon. And I found it over there for 125. Now, some people say, this heresy, how dare you? You can buy a fake one. Well, pieces are pieces, you know what I mean? And it's not the old days where they were flimsy. They were pretty much the same thing. The instruction. they have an instruction booklet. They had the minifigures, they had everything. And in some cases, they were a little bit better because they'd add extra things in. And Lego, you know, this is what you got was what you got. And that was a big savings. Now, I eventually wound up buying the real one. I I sold off the Chinese one for a few extra bucks and put it towards the real one just because it became available. But I probably shouldn't have because it's still sitting in the box in a storage facility that never is gonna see the light of day probably. But these these different new eras of sets and customizations are really great. Oh, for another another situation, and you can add things in. There are new things like uh, these helmets. Lego officially makes like these different helmets: yeah. a stormtrooper yep. helmet, a biker Scout. Well, I found, and before they've done it, they made a Mandalorian helmet and a Jango Fett helmet and a Tusken Raider and a Boosh and a couple of these things. These things are not only are they fun, you know, fun couple hour build, but they really. Enhance a setup, so like I'll have a setup of the uh, TIE bomber, and now I've got the uh, the TIE fighter pilot head with it, and then a bunch of other Imperials around it to really not, you know, it's not just some ship sitting on the shelf. Same thing with uh, the Mandalorian, I use the Mandalorian helmet and then all the minifigures that were among his, you know, group of people that he good guys and bad guys. And the same thing with like Boba Fett have his helmet, but then I put the bounty hunters and I found the guy and there's, there's more than one. The guy I use is, you know, just one of a few that have like really good quality and you know, you can rely on them that you're going to get what you pay for. And so I started after playing, and the only video games I can play on Xbox or Wii or any of those are the Lego games, you know, just sad. I, I don't really. After after the Atari age, I was never good at video games. So I recently played all the DC games, all the uh, Marvel Lego games, uh, some other ones. You know, there was there's like there was like twenty different Lego versions, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. And I said, after man, was, that was so much fun. So I went to the guy's site and I started buying, you know, twenty at a time, three dollars a piece. You can see how that adds up, and get these superhero figures of guys I probably never even would have liked. But they were so cool in the game that I said this would be fantastic to have. And someday when I yeah, you know, I have that magical space. You you're sort of gotten that. You've gotten to the point where you have the magical space of being able to display everything that you purchase. And but even you find, I'm sure, that you're running out of magical space,
0: right? Well yeah, I definitely have to rotate things.
1: Yeah. And so I'm I'm at the point where I have no more room for shelves. I don't want it to turn into a menagerie. I'd like it to still be themed properly and each shelf have their own look so i'm i'm getting to the point where there's not a lot of things that are out there that i want and there's not a lot of places that i could put them anyway so that's kind of good that gets me to a finish line of sorts and then when something comes out it's like really special and then do the rotation thing like you said or and add, add to what i have already my most recent one and it just came to me it's like something i've always loved and I know you do too, the alien movies. Mm-hmm. And I saw somebody had made some minifigures of aliens, and they were the size, the regular size of minifigures, but the, the alien's supposed to be more menacing than a minifigure size. And so I had a, uh, I, I, bought, I bought a Ripley, I got an alien, I said, all right, someday I'll do something with this. And it just popped up the, um, what, what did they call that? It's not a turbo tank, but it was basically- The APC? APC. That thing was awesome in the movie, and they finally somebody made a minifigure scale APC. I said, gotta have it. There I go. There's my display. So then just by accident, and I don't know, you know how the internet sometimes listens or or watches you or sees what you're (laughs) searching and other things pop up? (laughs) Now, it wasn't the case like that, but this particular site shortly after that got a alien you know what do they call the xenomorph that's about maybe a foot tall if that maybe a little under a foot tall okay really made made out of technique pieces and you know them from when you made those droids out of legos though they they weren't the droids weren't perfect but they made them look more mechanical by having these technique pieces of legos and i made a so i said there's my display the apc this little bit bigger It looks menacing, you know, as a little bit taller Lego, like a centerpiece. And then I've got Ripley and some smaller drones that are around the APC. And I've even found a site that has all the Marines and all the Nostromo crew. If I want to spend like a hundred bucks, which you know how we are. Like, at first, you say, "Oh no, no, I'm not going to spend 100 bucks to get all those guys." And then, before you know it, by February, I'll have spent 100 bucks for all the guys.
0: No, I don't. I don't know what that feels like. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I the Jurassic Park. I wasn't. They made Jurassic Park in official Legos. I was like, you know, that was never my thing. I mean, it was good movie, exciting. You know, I watched them when they first came out. But I played the Lego Jurassic Park video game. And I'm like, you know, I really had fun with this. And it made me go back, watch the movies in a way that I didn't appreciate when I was younger. You know, I was, I was younger then, but older because I wasn't into like the collectible stuff. I was, you know, living life as an adult, supposedly. Well, I went back like a kid and I bought like the, the T-Rex and uh, the main characters. And I got the, the Chris Pratt character from the new movie and his, his dinosaur blue. And I made my own display like that. And so all these little things are, you know, they're silly kids do this all the time but for us to have that one shelf of something else that we loved growing up that I got like 10 or 20 different vignettes set up things that I really love that meant something to me and then funny enough Just in the past year or so, they've made, and while Friends wasn't my, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it, they made the Friends set for people who like that. So they're doing TV shows now, and they did Seinfeld. And now they've done The Office. And they did a couple of other shows. The one with uh, Sheldon they did a few years back. And all these things come from Lego making genre stuff. And while I kind of got off the topic, it's been a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing has been it's opened up people to create all these customs that go with some of these or things that are underserved. The downside is Lego's prices have gone up and it has stifled a little bit some of their traditional. they, They haven't abandoned them. They still embrace the space themes and the castle themes and they'll come up with retro sets of those from time to time but the simple fact is i'd say 80 percent of lego's sales probably come from stuff that we consider ours you know like genre pieces star wars the movies the different shows and stuff and that has made it really a whole new era for guys like us if you're into legos too you know that combination of retro the combination of custom and the combination of official releases just has made so many you know opportunities you know all i wanted growing up when i first got my early bird set figures there were no toys yet and all i wanted was like an x-wing and a land speeder and so i made my first land speeder out of legos and my first x-wing and they were horrible completely horrible you know (laughs) what i mean They, they they looked like nothing You'd ex- it's exactly what you'd expect a kid to make out of Legos in the 70s, to kind of just act like they had a land speeder in an X-wing, and now to actually have so many different versions of X-wings and land speeders and figures that are perfect in every way to like their movie counterparts has brought that you know 45 years later to fruition.
0: Now the official stuff that's coming out now, to me, like I said earlier, it, it does look different to me in terms of And I can't tell if it's just the packaging or it's just a different way of of trying to create something new that hasn't been seen before. With Star Wars, I've seen a lot of what looks like to be scenes from the movie, whether it's the the garbage uh, chute or the the trench where you actually see walls and and those kind of things. Is that something that's kind of on the side or are they trying to make that the, the normal thing now?
1: That would be the side. And they have done this, uh, you know, they have to have different price points and they also are trying to keep or lure adults like us. So like, well, I shouldn't say like us because we're like kids. So anything they make will get gaga over, whether it be you know, three and three quarter inch size or Lego size or some of these other versions of figures that have been made. But other collectors who are intrigued and they love stuff but they've never really bought stuff like toys. I I just sent you recently an article how most toy sales are now to people who are adults who consider themselves collectors (laughs) or, you know, I guess kids are more into other things or video games. So these little scenes that you're talking about have come out in the past few years. Some of them are specialty sets, some of them are, they call them gift with purchases, and some of them are actual sets aimed more for adults. They're a little bit harder, they, they cost a little bit more. So like the, the trash compactor set is probably one of the best ones. It comes with four figures, it comes with the, the walls can squish in, but it gives you a sort of Lego realistic version of that scene. They do a, a trench run. They do, a, I think it's a Yoda's swamp version with like half an extra yeah. sticking up and a little bit of his house and some scenes there. They've done the Death Star chasm where Luke and Leia swing. They've done the Ben Kenobi and the um, tractor beam scene up on that platform. And so on and so forth. I like them and I like to collect them. And I use them sometimes as backgrounds on the scene. So I have a, uh, I have an indoor scene and I have this these two indoor shots of like one is the, uh, the second Death Star attack, and the uh, one is the Endor with the Scout Walkers on, and, and the, on the forest moon. So I use those as the background, and then I use actual Lego minifigures and smaller, you know, Scout Walker and the Scout Walker, Scout, I mean, the Biker Scout head. That's just an example of how I'll do my display. Then they'll make real sets where kids can play and build and things shoot out, and some of them are pretty big, some of them are just like one ship and they've even they make duplo which is the kid version of it mm-hmm. they they have and they have every price point in between and i'm disappointed when i see a set that just has like a um, a landscape it will be something that like say for instance they did for the obi-wan show vader and obi-wan meeting each other and it was kind of for 50 bucks you got four minifigures and something that looked like a a base kind of like imagine back in the kenner era when you would get the uh the base with the cardboard background, but right, it, right, really right. Looked like, it maybe looked like uh, it was called Land of the Jawas and it basically was a cardboard sand crawler until they built a real sand crawler and then they did it again with a cardboard adact for Empire and so on. And that would disappoint you. Maybe you'd get a free figure or nothing's free, but you'd mm-hmm. get a, a, a figure with it or something. But until they made the actual ships or playsets back then and now with the Legos, that's the real fun stuff where you have something to build, for display, and maybe if you're a kid or you're a playful adult, you'll play with all that kind of stuff, too. You know? And I, I like those better. I like when I get something with the set rather than just, a you know, something that looks like a display piece. I can make my own display for $50.
0: Yeah, I kind of gave up on that a little bit, as I mentioned earlier. But every now and then, what, what I love is the fact that sometimes they'll create something just out of the blue that I cannot buy you know, with the lines that I currently collect. So for example, with my three and three quarter inch figure lines, whether I'm looking for a ship, whether it's a model or or an actual ship that would kind of work with the action figures, they just basically don't make it, period. One example having to do with Lego, that comes to mind is, it's funny, because I was just watching an episode of Tales of the Jedi and they show this, I think they credit it to Dooku, this ship that looks like a, it looks like a silverfish and it's at the whole, there's a whole story behind that ship, uh, which is a cockpit and an entire section, a round section that kind of rotates Around that ship, depending on how he lands or flies. Well, that ship was never made for action figures. Obviously, it would be way too big. But it was also never made as a miniature, you know, version of any other of the smaller lines that are out there. No micro machines, no titaniums, none of that stuff. They only made it on Lego and I have it. And it's kind of cool because it's like, well, this doesn't exist anywhere except in Lego form. So it's like, you know, even though I might not want to buy Legos at this stage of my life anymore, if they happen to make something that is only available in Lego form, then it's like, okay, I got to get it because that's the only way that it's being represented.
1: Well, here's something that I know you got because I think I got it for you. There was a period of time where the only version of the, um, the Imperial troop transporter was oh, yeah. the Kenner version, yeah. which was the was kind of like the granddaddy of the um, <laughs> the extended universe,
0: the beginning uh, of the extended I, universe. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Splinter of the Mind's Eye might have been the official beginning of the extended universe in terms of the books and stuff, but I think toy-wise, this was the first toy made that didn't really appear in the movie, but had a spec story that it was just off the scene. You didn't see it, but if they had shown a couple more scenes, you would have seen it on Tatooine or something like that. Okay, well... There was nothing of that. We would get gaga over these little things as the years went on, because you know most people forgot about that kind of stuff. But if you recall, they made a small version of a Lego one with came maybe came with like two or three stormtroopers, and it was not expensive at all. It was almost like they were selling you the stormtroopers, and they had to throw this in as you know for legal reasons, because otherwise they would be accused of selling action figures, which Kenner had. I mean Hasbro had the line and had the license of that. So I got you that, and it was very crude fits in the palm of your hand, but that was so cool at the time. And I feel like they've made a better version since then. And I don't know if I'm imagining it or if it was a custom one that I have seen, but something like that is like the same thing like you said with the Dooku. Yeah. Lego will, just made, Lego will just, oh, oh, there's another thing like that. Lego made a, um, to fit in with some of the stuff we collect. There was a, on, on Hoth, there was this little gun tank. Yes, yes. In promo pictures, Luke was as if he was shooting it or something. Like a little jet ski kind of thing. The gang was around it in some promo pictures. It it appeared nowhere in the movie unless it was in the background of the Rebel base, but it probably was supposed to, and it just didn't fit in any scene. And Lego made that as kind of like a throwaway thing. Exactly. In some set. And I think you got it. I know I got one, and I might have, I can't recall. But those kind of things are, you know, fun little kitschy pieces that didn't exist anywhere else you know it's
0: funny you mentioned that one because i have it it's not displayed right now and now i want to go look for it (laughs) and i want to i want to bring it out because yeah that should definitely be displayed because it's one of these obscure things that never made it you know into the action figure line and
1: those kind of things that's what makes I, i mean obviously we know legos are a lot of imagination you can do anything there's a little less ability to do it with the kenner line except for now where people can come up with any obscure character if they have the wherewithal or the the tool and die ability or 3d printer and some art talent to make everything but back then we couldn't do that but with legos you almost could make it if you look i'm no lego creator or any of these lego masters i will build anything that i have all the pieces for and i kind of can customize it a little bit if pieces aren't quite right I can adjust it because i know things about the way the real ship looked from different art books we've read but yeah these guys who are designing these customs those are my heroes because they are the ones i'm really buying their vision i I forgot to even mention recently within the past year they started making lego made it as a gift a free gift nothing's free a luke lightsaber but it was a little bit smaller it was fit for more like a kid's hand but a guy, probably a lot of guys did, but the one guy I did in England, I got a Luke lightsaber, the Obi-Wan lightsaber, the Luke Jedi lightsaber, Vader lightsaber. And then they went crazy with like Mandalorian guns and different rifles and the Darksabers. I didn't buy all those. But I got to tell you, having a Lego lightsaber that's the real size, like the Graflex type of size, it's on display right there in front of it, and I have George Lucas right in front of it because that's basically like the, that's like the icon of Star Wars. I mean, there are a lot of icons of Star Wars, but you figure George Lucas and a lightsaber—they're together, you know. And the one's a life size, and one's a minifigure made out of Legos. It's kind of
0: funny. I can think of one more, one more final one that I think was made by Lego officially. I know that it was also made by customizers, but I think it was part of a kit, a Tatooine. It might have been part of the cantina or part of like a street scene where you see that bubble shape thing. That it's a it's a weird looking round. It was a sphere. Sphere. I just
1: something like a patrol thing that they. See. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and they did they did make it. Now, granted, it, that's not the entire set. That is just one little piece with the set, but technically you've never seen that officially from Kenner or Hasbro.
1: Now even, I saw recently one of the guys uh-huh. who is on like Etsy or something, yep. has a scale version of that for the yeah. three and three
0: quarter guys. Very expensive,
1: and, but yeah. yeah. I know, and these things are so great. So luckily for me, I gravitated towards Lego, which kind of came down in price in some of these. Now don't get me wrong, I've paid, I shouldn't admit this out loud, <laughs> uh, I, have no, I have nobody to answer to but myself, but I paid $100 for a minifigure, a custom custom minifigure, once or twice, and I felt I had to jump on it, and it turns out there was a cheaper alternative shortly afterwards, Mm. but then other ones that I've spent like 50 on, I've never seen again anyplace else, and they sold out and they were done. So, you know, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you, but in these cases, I feel like, yeah, now I got, I got that guy, I, I needed him. Whatever reason I needed him, I, need, I got him. And uh, you know, or her or whatever. And a couple of times I've done that. And just because either they've not been made customized And they're the real thing that came from an expensive set. So somebody wants their money's worth if they're going to sell their figures to pay for the set. And they didn't care. Like Dana Barrett, for instance, from the Ghostbusters house set or one of the one of the Ghostbusters set is like a really expensive Mm. I think the firehouse. And I wanted her because I felt like, you know, Sigourney was a key member. I had the four guys from some other set, the the car, the Ecto one. And I'm like, you know, I kind of would like her. And I spent about 35 bucks on that. You know, I try to keep it within reason, but. You know, sometimes you can make an offer and somebody will work with you, and sometimes you wait a long enough and you just say, "Screw it, I'll pay the money." But some sets, you know, some figures, some some things are just so obscure that there's still there's there's a rarity to them even with Legos.
0: Well, let me let me give you my my white whale of that I'm still looking for, whether it's in Lego form or even better in in three and three quarter inch form, the Gerba. Now, the Jerba, if you guys remember, is this, it's not the Dubak, and it's not the Bantha. It's this other furry creature that is people are supposed to ride on Tatooine, which I think that's kind of how it started, and then they changed it because it was kind of, as a background yeah he
1: wound up sort of as the thing that's drinking out of the thing with the finn on uh force awakens it's
0: yeah that was more like a yeah that was more like a pig thing
1: Offspring of him.
0: yeah the, this thing is more furry like a bantha but it has a snoutish kind of face and it you could see it when they enter the cantina you see the back the the back of the creature kind of like up on the far end and then it kind of shows up in Jabba's palace when leia is freeing han from the carbonite on either side of the carbonite you have a tauntaun head a trophy and a jerba head on the opposite end now hold on because this is like six degrees of kevin bacon hasbro released a jabba's carbon block display area where you do have a tauntaun head and a jerba head so in theory it was very recently it was maybe a year ago or something but technically they made just the head I, I want the whole thing i want the whole body of the head i don't even remember it being made for lego so hell i'll take either one
1: no he did not get made for lego i would have remembered that that <laughs> kind of thing they've made various different creatures like there was a a block version but i liked him of the dewback and then they made a plastic version yeah. they made a uh, bantha again this smaller block oh, version, course, which i course. thought was cute but then they they might have they didn't, nothing as good as the one you got recently. They've made a Rancor, they've done some creatures. And uh, you know, some of them are hard to find because they came with one set and some of them are easy to replicate. So people are customizing and making custom versions of them. And I guess we kind of got off the subject because I talked mostly about these customs, but I really do like that Lego has done these these genre lines. Some of them have been super successful and like Harry Potter, they stopped it for a little while when the movies ended, but now they're having a resurgence because I feel like it's almost like there must be a new generation getting into them.
0: I'm just glad that they haven't gone the way of, uh, of Hasbro, where they all of a sudden started making larger versions of everything. So you had three and three quarter, and now they want to kind of take over with the six inch line. I'm glad that they haven't done that with Lego. Everything that Lego made, hey, let's make it four inches big or six inches big or something like that.
1: They kept that. The only thing they made bigger were some Disney princesses, but it was a whole different line. It was meant to be Mm -hmm. for like girls or people who are just fans of Disney princesses to be more uh, playable, you know, a little bit bigger. So it was never meant to mix in or take over for the minifigure line. But what I will mention is the thing that they've done originally say the minifigures were very basic. They didn't even have arms and legs. They just kind of stood there with a round head, no facial expressions. And it, has become now, and then they had yellow faces. They they claimed that the Lando figure from the original super expensive now Cloud City playset that came out around 2002 was the first Lego minifigure of color, which I can believe because it just, they kept them everything yellow. They didn't try to even, you know, make anything match. After that, then they started to do characters that were, you know, you know skin color appropriate or creature looking face appropriate and uh, different molds, which were fantastic. And the, that's the only thing that changed. They went from yellow to now flesh tones and different types of flesh tones to kind of match a character if, if that character was played by somebody in a movie. Mm-hmm. And, and there's actually, there's some nerd out there, I'm sure, that I, it's not on the tip of my tongue, but like now that we're talking about genre, What actor has had the most variations of minifigure? And you'd be surprised. You'd say, oh, it must be Harrison Ford because they did Indiana Jones. And and it it might not be. Like, I think it actually was Sam Jackson, to be honest with you. It could even be Chris Pratt. It's it's, it's changed a little bit because Sam Jackson had, uh, he's in superhero movies, so they've done different versions of Nick Fury. He was also, they did a Jurassic Park figure of him. Oh, yeah. One figure, he was Mace Windu. And then Chris Pratt was in the superhero movies and he was also in Jurassic Park. So I think there is like some trivia there of who it was and who's got the most, uh, what, what actor has the most, you know, offshoots of the Lego minifigure, but that's pretty cool, too, to, to, that they've done that. You know, like, that that's all, it's all now part of, I'd say Americana, but Legos aren't you know, officially made in America. And, you know, I, what I mean.
0: and I guess we can honestly say that Lego is not behind us uh, still. I mean, it's a little more behind us for me, but for you, it's not.
1: <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. It's like, I thought I grew up. I, I thought I got past it. And then it just keeps, as, as Al Pacino said, they kept pulling me back in. And it really, every time I stop and say, like, no, 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 no. No, it's getting out of hand. I'm just sitting there, they're just sitting in a box. And then I can't stop it. And then I go and buy something like I just I just bought an Atari. And uh, the funny thing about it is forty years ago I had to have a part time job. My parents wouldn't just give me the money, I had to earn the money to get a real Atari and it cost a hundred and fifty plus fifty dollars for the asteroids. Well, the <laughs> Lego Atari forty years later cost two hundred and fifty. <laughs> and it comes with asteroids, which wow. is so funny. But anyway, it's these sets, they really, I'm going to say good things about them. They really do listen to the fans. And sometimes they can't make them because licenses just aren't available. But what I have found is when there's a company and it turns out like the Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, I think that's all Universal or NBC, whoever owns Mm -hmm. it now, Comcast, they're very friendly with licensing out their stuff and they see the value in old properties getting new fans if it's through Legos or other kind of kitsch. And then star wars is obviously is disney now so they see it there's just a sometimes there's a few surprises the doctor who was a complete surprise bbc was very you know forward thinking at that era and lego wanted to use the doctor in part of their lego dimensions game because it involved time travel so they had a lot of different properties like really obscure properties that were only in that game and, and a set or two around that era but they're there, officially made. It's not like, you know, everything that I got afterwards is all custom, but there is an official Doctor Who set, which is just fantastic. And now they're making official Fast and Furious sets, and they're making official James Bond, and they're really not stopping. And even though I said earlier before, they tried not to do things that are super violent, and they tried not to do things that are super scary. They've done James Bond, which is more adult-orientated. They've recently done and. They haven't stopped. They still have their toe in the water for Stranger Things, which wasn't something that I bought, but it was a pretty well-made set. I think it sold pretty well. Fans were pretty excited about it when it came out, and it was a big set. So put these all together with what we like and what they're offering. I think we have a lot of money we can spend in the near future.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Well, thank you, James, for giving us the update on what is happening in the world of LEGO and customizing. right i'd like to thank james for joining us today man did this really give us an insight into a new way of collecting legos i kind of knew that that was always out there but it's good to understand exactly the process because you see james would send me all these pictures and some of them you will probably see them on the art of this episode on the slate and i would be like okay yeah that's cool you know it looks interesting but i never understood the amount of work that it took You know, to get to that final product, whether it was something that he had to find on his own in in pieces, or it was something that he purchased as a set, but then had to figure out how to put together, or something that is very specifically already coming with instructions of exactly how you should do it. And the extent of the market, if you will, out there of how creative and how detailed these things can get now in terms of, it's just incredible. So hopefully that will give you guys a little bit of insight into another aspect of collecting that you might have uh, never thought about and might now be interested in. So on behalf of everyone here at GeekFest Rants, including the little bell that you might hear every now and then, because uh, I I have a cat, I've had a cat now for a couple of months, and you might hear a little bell go off every now and then. You might even hear a little meow every now and then. So kind of, you might have to get used to that one. So. On behalf of everybody here, thank you so much for rejoining us, and we will see you here next time at Geek Fest Reds. Bye bye, everybody. He's back. Lego Indiana Jones. <laughs> There's danger beneath the Temple of Doom. You can build the mind track, set the traps, and race into action. The evil Mullah Ram is after you. Quick, spring the trap. And make your escape. You control the adventure. With a new Temple of Doom from the Lego Indiana Jones Collection. If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com. Or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't
1: know what we're yelling about.
0: Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone. Copyright 2023. 2023. This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long.